Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Can I offer a few thank yous here at the top of the program? Why Just, not? I do not it want to like miss the, place the opportunity, yeah. right? You don't want to seem ungrateful for, you know, 10 minutes. Can I be honest with you, Jordan? Hmm. I'm pretty high on caffeine right now. Okay. What'd you, what'd you get in yet? I, well, here's the thing. Okay. Ordinarily, I think some listeners And might when you're high thing. on caffeine, it makes you more grateful. Yes. <laughs> some people, you know, feel a little anxious or some people feel, you know, positive. You feel grateful. I, I don't usually uh, consume caffeine because it is a migraine trigger for mm-hmm. me. Um, however, our friend John Hodgman, host of the Judge John Hodgman podcast here on the Maximum Fun Network, was kind enough for my birthday to send me a six-pack of Dublin Dr. Pepper. Are you familiar with Dublin Dr. Pepper? I'm not. Uh-uh. It's just like a – oh, go ahead. In Dublin, Texas, it, it was it's one of the oldest Dr. Pepper or was one mm-hmm. of the oldest Dr. Pepper bottlers in the country. And they were the only Dr. Pepper bottler bottling Dr. Pepper with sugar rather than corn syrup gotcha. for a very long time. So this is kind of a Mexican Coke situation. Exactly. And they had for, – for a long time, they had the sole franchise to mail order Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. So from time to time, my wife would order me, for example – a uh, regular caffeine-free Dr. Pepper, which sometimes folks will bring me as a, as a thoughtful gift at Max MaxFunCon or something because uh, they don't offer it here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. It's a regional thing? Yeah, and typically soda bottlers are regional. They have regional licenses, so you can't cross sure. over, so you can't ship. Where's the nearest place to get a caffeine-free Dr. Pepper? Salt Lake. Okay. So... I, did you like how I was ready with that? Yeah. Boom. Oh, it's probably the it's – it's a Mormon thing probably, right? There's exactly. so many more. There's a market for – Exactly. Generally speaking, you will find it in the south where Dr. Pepper is very popular, especially mm-hmm. Texas, um, and in uh, places where there's a lot of Mormons because they can't have caffeine. Hmm. Um, but anyway, long story short, Dublin Dr. Pepper – got in a fight with the Dr. Pepper company. Oh, boy. They're, they lost their Dr. Pepper license. Oh, no, so, now they're just Mr. Pepper. So what Dr. Pepper there is from Dublin Dr. Pepper is highly sought after. Sure. Hodgman knew this, and he knew that I would appreciate it. It's true. However, having not had any caffeine at all for months, uh, eight-ounce soda, which is what they are, they're eight-ounce sure. bottles, is enough to make me feel like I could punch a hole in a wall. Cool. <laughs> like I am ready to fucking do this. All right. Anyway, gratefulness. First of all, we got our friend Cruftbox. Mm-hmm. Have you ever met Cruftbox? I don't know. Cruftbox was kind enough to bring me a, a brisket once. Uh, this is the kind of stuff we look for in our fans. Sure. Well, let's bring our guest sure. into the program here, uh, a stand-up comedian from uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. You might have heard her on our International Waters podcast, mm-hmm. live from the Comedy and Burrito Festival, Natasha Muse. Natasha, welcome to the program. It's great to be here. Okay. So, Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever met Cruftbox before? I don't. I like the idea that that's a person's name. Yeah. So Cruftbox, <laughs> Cruftbox ordinarily Cruftbox brings me brisket. Yeah. Which I appreciate. We, we know various enthusiastic fans by their yeah. forum handles, oh, which are uh, more often than not very goofy. Yeah, I think Cruftbox may be at Cruftbox on Twitter. Too. Okay. So Cruftbox. Is that with a K or a C? C. Oh. Real name Michael. Mm-hmm. Was, typically Last he's, name Cruftbox. <laughs> <laughs> typically he bring, he'll bring me a smoked meat because he's a meat smoking enthusiast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like a, a playground epithet. Sure. But he indeed, he genuinely... That's a, that's a complicated playground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the world's fanciest bully. 
<laughs> he likes he likes to make a nice brisket, and mm-hmm. you know sometimes you make too much brisket. Sure, he'll bring over some extra brisket. That's nice. I try and cover. I try and push twenty bucks on him, so he's not losing money on the operation. Yeah, I don't want him to lose money on the operation coming over to bring me a brisket. Sure, he's already spent eight hours in his backyard smoking brisket. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I do. And I do. This time around, we got this huge box here at the office on Friday. I wasn't in. My wife calls me. It is an enormous box full of Girl Scout cookies. Oh. Apparently, Cruft Box's daughter is a terrible saleswoman. <laughs> because... So wait, so he just buys enough to help her win or get the merit badge? I think what you do is you buy some mm-hmm. and then you sell them. Okay. Oh, so oh okay. It's like Amway? Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah. It is like Amway, it, except it's for a good cause. It's for, yeah. uh, if, for scouting is probably a better cause than Amway. Although, mm-hmm. I heard that Skin So Soft uh, moisturizer is a great bug repellent. Oh, I didn't know that. You can also use it as kindling to start a fire. <laughs> That's true. It's We're talking highly, about camping. Highly, highly flammable. <laughs> sure. One of the most flammable yeah. moisturizers on the sure. market. It's primarily made of whale oil. <laughs> Sperm whale oil. Wow. So it's perfect for lamps. It's flammable and cruel. <laughs> exactly. And you can get That's nice... what Girl Scouts get whaling badges now, right? They go out yeah. with a Japanese whaling ship. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so he sent us like seven box like no, more than seven. I'm gonna say fifteen or twenty boxes of wow. Girl Scout cookies. What's this guy's deal? He had a lot of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Just a great guy or something? Apparently so. Yeah. I mean, that's been my experience. Sure. I can't controvert your assertion that mm-hmm. he's that Cruft Box is a great guy. Now, it could be one of these cookies is poisoned. Yeah. Then it turns out he's a real heel. Sure. Oh, I like the idea that in these boxes and boxes of Girl Scout cookies, there's one poison cookie. Yeah, just one. It seems like a Twilight Zone kind of thing. It's like if you get the slice of uh, Three Kings cake that has the pebble in it. Sure. It's a baby. Well, it depends on your tradition. Okay. There's a lot of different Three Kings Day traditions. <laughs> okay. Is that part of Christmas? Uh, yeah. It's the, it's, I believe I that's the, the last day of Christmas, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Oh, like the 12th, yeah. the 12th day of Christmas? Is that correct, Brian? Let's do some reading. I get think to, it's a can you please Lent do some... thing. Oh, yeah. It's, it, I guess I know about it because of our relatives in Louisiana. Uh-huh. Do, it, I think it's related to Mardi Gras. I do know that there's a baby in the cake. Yeah, Mardi Gras. Okay. Mardi Gras? What about search Three Kings Day cake? Search that and see if there's a fucking pebble in it. This sounds Canadian to me. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's number one. Mm. There's so many fucking cookies. My apologies, Jordan. I don't think you – are you still not eating cookies? Uh, yeah, I think I think, uh, I think a Girl Scout cookie is the kind of uh, em- empty sugar snack that I probably would not have. I no. appreciate it, though. You try and make your sugar count. Yeah, I do. Exactly. <laughs> you, 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 you eat I before t- battles. <laughs> right. Or when I'm in uh, clinical trials, in case I get the placebo. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no, I can't. Uh, I don't think I'll have a soda. Um, but good news, Brian. You're going home with some Girl Scout cookies, my friend. Natasha, I don't know if you drove here, flew here, what your situation is. I, but both. if if you want to mm. – wait a minute. Both? I mean, I drove here and then I – And then you flew where? Well, I flew – Where did you fly? I after flew you... to Southern California, but then I didn't fly directly to the building. So. <laughs> you didn't land on the no. yeah, heliport? The heliport. Right. Yeah. You, we got to get people using the helipad. You know, which yeah. I tried to get clearance, but uh, they, yeah. Really? Yeah. They, they wouldn't would, give you clearance? No, huh. no. Helico- said, chopper's cho- too big? Too big, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> got a big chopper. <laughs> you know, I think, I think if, if we, like, another... restricted our guests to only people who could use the helipad, like, every week would just be Richard Branson, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so that's number, that's thank you, number one. Too many Girl Scout cookies. What, 
What do you like, Natasha? You like a dosy dough? Because we got some dosy doughs back there. Oh, what's a dosy dough? Can you explain it to me? That's what's a peanut butter peanut sandwich butter? cookie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's um, my personal favorite Girl Scout cookie. We got some tagalongs. I think a tagalong, what's that? Is that a coconut chocolate pronounced cookie? Pronounced Tagalog, Jesse. It's a language. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. That's an adobo They're flavored <laughs> cookie. <Salama. laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so great so, news. Yeah. Everybody's getting cookies. Yeah. That's number one. Thank you very much. Brian says a king's cake can also be served on three king's day, January 6th. Good work, Brian. <laughs> that's you. why that's why you get the big bucks. Okay. Number 2. You may remember, Natasha, you wouldn't remember this. You weren't here, but a couple of weeks ago on the program, I demanded that listeners send me pickles. <laughs> um, I just also complicated epithet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I spent some time thinking about the demographics of our audience. Mm-hmm. Which is to say we we are uh, we have a young audience, yeah. a hip audience. Sure. An urban audience, mm-hmm. a sophisticated audience. What are hip, urban, sophisticated people doing in 2013? Shit from 1880. <laughs> so that specifically means putting up jams, jellies, preserves, and pickles. That sounds about right. So, good news. Michael Hoffman came through. Check it out. Michael Hoffman, oh. a friend of ours uh, from from New York City, Brooklyn to be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, his, that doesn't seem right. I know. Now, his girlfriend what works right? that we would have, <laughs> that we would have a fan in Brooklyn who's into pickling. <laughs> God. I love that doesn't that. add up. That doesn't add up. You know why I love – I'll tell you why I love Brooklyn, Natasha. It's not because it's so livable. It's not uh, because it's so hip. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm a celebrity there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only place in the world besides the line outside the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater or at one of our shows yeah. that I am a celebrity. I've never spent a day in Brooklyn and not had someone recognize me, which is something that in my day-to-day life happens every three months. <laughs> tremendous. So Brooklyn, it's a wonderful thing. It's a, it's a wonderful, tremendous thing. Keep gentrifying, Brooklyn. <laughs> You, you're, I'm giving you a special gentrification dispensation hmm. as long as it's Jordan Jesse Go fans moving in. Okay. So Michael, Michael's girlfriend works – or wife, wife or girlfriend works at a place called New York Mouth, which is in Brooklyn on J Street in Brooklyn. That's J-A-Y, mm-hmm. presumably named after John Jay, the great patriot. Um, and, <laughs> and he sent us a Pickle Town taster. Hmm. Now, I know what you guys are wondering. Uh, when, when do I get my dick sucked? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in general, that's what I'm wondering most of the time. But uh... What's a Pickle Town Taster is oh, what okay. you're wondering. A Pickle Town Taster is a broad variety of artisanal pickles. Mm. If you think there's one artisanal pickle company in mm-hmm. Brooklyn, New York City... You are sorely mistaken. Now, now is this wow. just <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I never would have assumed that there's just one artisanal pickle company. I think in I'm pretty sure we got eight bottles of pickles, wow. jars of pickles. Now, are these just cucumbers or are there other things that they've pickled? We only oh, got right. now I have to say, we only got one jar of pickled beets, mm-hmm. which was my specific mm. request. Again, you weren't there, Natasha, I but was I was specifically mm-hmm. looking for pickled beets. Um, and they're tarragon pickled beets, okay. which I'm a little concerned about. I sure. say just pickle the beet and feed it to me. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't get all I fancy love, with yeah. it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think yeah, I don't need anything. Don't get fancy anything. with your artisanal pickles. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you're making artisanal pickles, the last thing you want to yeah. be is fancy. I say just get it right. Right. Look, a cucumber doesn't taste like anything. 
You can do whatever the fuck you want to your cucumbers. Don't make them too spicy. I don't want too spicy of a pickle. But a beet, a pickled beet, that's food perfection. Hmm. That's one of the most delicious things you can eat. Just pickle it and give it to me. You don't want to gild the lily. Absolutely not. In this case, the lily is a metaphor for a beet. (laughs) Yeah. It's been... Because it's hard for the human mind to grasp the idea of a beat. <laughs> and tarragon sure. is gold. A... That's your right. Brined. Yeah. So anyway, that's our thank yous for this week on Jordan sure. Jesse Go. I'm looking forward to getting more pickles in the mail, by the way. This should not stop the pickle train. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think we should have a pickle competition with, you know, America's other, you know, hubs where this kind of thing would take place. Your like Portland. Portland, let's Portland. see your pickles. Austin, Silver Lake, let's, your... let's see your pickles. Mm-hmm. Austin, let, you know. St. Paul, St. Paul, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Where's your pickles? Where's your pickles? John Moe, let's send us some pickles. <laughs> yeah. Get on that, John Moe. If you live right now, mm-hmm. right now, if you're in the Twin Cities, you have so much discretionary income because you bought your house for $79,000 and it's a giant mansion. <laughs> uh-huh. That you should be spending at least $100,000 a year on pickles. Right. That's that's my math. That's your math. If you're making- That's up. That's sound. Yeah. Right? I'm not, look, I'm not a financial I've advisor. Run the, I've run the numbers. That adds up. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a fiduciary. Mm-hmm. However, I feel strongly that if you live in a low cost of living area such as the Twin Cities- Basically the entire Midwest. Mm-hmm. If you're in St. Louis, Missouri right now, not only do you have a particular kind of pickle probably that they make in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, yeah. I say you're, you buy your – there were these guys that came on – there were these guys that came on Judge John Hodgman. And I call these the, the Bat Brothers. This was their case on Judge John Hodgman. They had just graduated from college. They were unemployed. Hmm. And they bought a house <laughs> in Kansas. They bought this house for, I want to say, $50,000. They bought the house because it was cheaper than rent. This was a 19th century farmhouse in their their town in Kansas. Their big fight between these two brothers was in the bathroom, a lot of times bats would attack you. (laughs) (laughs) The reason was- Like in the shower? In or the shower, when you were, on the when toilet, the when you're brushing your teeth, mm, okay. all whatever. The, all the main areas of a bathroom. Did they live in the bathroom? So here's the thing. Not to spend too much of our podcast describing something that happened on another podcast, but. One of the brothers thought that they should cover up the hole in the wall that led to the outside where the bats lived. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. The other brother just said, well, we should just keep the bathroom door closed. <laughs> Wait. Just sequester them to the bathroom oh, okay. so they don't get into the rest right. of the house. Sure. He thinks that's enough. If you're in the bathroom, you know you're supposed to be on your guard for bats. Sure. So the bathroom becomes like an outhouse. Yeah, exactly. It's like part of the wild. Exactly. There could be cougars in there. Who knows? <clears throat> yeah. So they bought this house for like $55,000. I can't remember what their rent was. Each of them was paying, I think, 200 bucks a month <laughs> for their mortgage. Excuse me. I said right. rent, but yeah. mortgage. If you're in one of those situations- Yeah. And you're not sending us pickles. And you're not sending us pickles. Yeah. Something wrong with you. We had to pay thousands of dollars a month just to live in a hovel. Our nation's Mm. nation's postal service uh, has seen better days. 
They need your support. Jump, jump, start this bit. The postal service, a business I think we all believe in. Yeah. And mail pickles. You want Cliff Clavin to starve? Yeah, that's. I'd hate that. <laughs> I for one that, do I, not. I don't want that on my ass. Yeah. You know, here's another thing. Is it legal to send pickled eggs in the mail? If so, send us some pickled eggs. <laughs> oh, oh, gross! I would never eat that. <laughs> I would. I would eat a pickled egg in an instant. Mm. Especially if it's like red, purple. You pickle it with oh, beets. It... You pickle the what? eggs with the beets, and the beets turn the the eggs the red. The the brine, but red, the juice yeah. from the beets turns the eggs so red. The, the beets just get everywhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just you eat a bunch infused. of pickled beets, you're pissing red for sure. <laughs> Forty eight hours. Yeah. Forty eight well, hours. Have... You have to remember that you ate a bunch of pickled beets, and <laughs> you're not dying. <laughs> I mean, that just happens with regular beets too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Everyone's had that scare where you think that you're bleeding internally. Sure. You know what? Send me just some regular beets. I love beets. <laughs> so you're just asking for food now. <laughs> you just want people to feed you. I need Mail, to fill yeah. out my root cellar. <laughs> I need some garlic powder. Uh, garlic powder? Yeah, yeah, I'm running a little low. Jordan, can I get you some turmeric? <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that would be nice. Salts and spices. Yeah. Our friend Brian back in Business Lane sent me a few salt salt mixes. Oh, that's nice. A few spice mm. spice rubs. Okay. I made my own rub recently. Yeah. Can I recommend making your own rub? <laughs> I mean, can I tell can I give you an sure. idea for what to do with your rub? You just Once, rub rub one out? So, no. <laughs> Natasha, that's very vulgar. Sorry. This, this is a, on, this is a family program. Keep it. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to bleep that. Brian, go back and bleep that. Um uh Put some rub on your pita chips. Oh, okay. I bet that's fun. Mm. It's real fun. Yeah. It sounds time consuming. You probably don't even need a dip then, huh? You could probably just eat them. Oh, yeah. No, it's, Without a, it's dip. a fucking flavor explosion. Yeah. You know what? This is great. <laughs> this is a great use of our show. Yeah. I Describing other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about things we want to get mailed to us. Yeah. This is tremendous. Yeah. This is why this people This is start, content. This is why people Yeah. We're content makers. We're in the content industry. Sure. We're generating mobisodes here. We're rocketing mm-hmm. it up your mobisodes. Yeah. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. No, no, that's a no, that's a buzzword. It's a very industry. hot. You yeah. know, you don't, we're in the tech industry. You don't so. read variety? Mm, no, no, I You don't read all things D mm, dot com? No, I It's a website about dicks. Right. <laughs> 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 Brian can you rewind and go ahead and bleep that? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You don't get those websites in uh, San Francisco. In San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. yeah. No, no dicks in San Francisco, a, I'll like tell cola. you. It's like It's all regional. Right. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll be back. You guys just have, have, have bread bowl tutorials. <laughs> sure. Uh, chowder reviews. Uh-huh. And that's about it. That's, yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> fog stories. <laughs> fog story. <laughs> like a story about something that happens in the fog. <laughs> is that what you think Tales of the City is? <laughs> right. You, you know, gay, gay stuff. And... Gay yeah. stuff in fog. Okay. <laughs> you have a really complete picture of my hometown, Jordan. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, folks, this is Kevin Allison of The State and the podcast Risk, where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. X rated stories, outrageously hilarious stories, tear jerking stories you won't believe. 
how real and raw and surprising risk can be. You've heard people say, ooh, too much information. Don't be sharing that in mixed company. Well, at risk, we say screw that. Anything goes. So you've got a treasure trove of jaw-dropping entertainment to dig into, my friend. Look us up at MaximumFun.org or, of course, just go to podcast at the iTunes store and search for Risk. Risk! La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Natasha Muse, easier said than done. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, like it. Thanks. Rock solid. Good nickname. Um, quick softball update. Please. Just came back from practice. Mm-hmm. Sunny D was there. Sunny mm-hmm. D's uh, charming, beautiful uh, girlfriend Lauren was there. Mm-hmm. Great panoply of talent out there on sure. the field. It's getting better. Okay. We're improving. Now, I ran into a member of your softball team uh, the other day, and she told me, and I don't mean to make this an indictment. Okay. I'm not here to put anybody on trial. You're not, you're, God forbid I'd put someone on blast. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I am not. I'm not here to yeah. do that. Uh, is that blast notice or is just? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, straight to blast. Just straight to blast. Yeah. No notice. No. Yeah. No notice. No you're, you're just on blast. Yeah. Um, but that's not what I'm here to do. She told me that she's having a fun time on the softball team. Yeah. Uh, that she was. Uh, looking forward to your upcoming bout with the Pasadena Humane Society. Tuesday night's game. She says that there have been no pizza parties. That is a concern of mine, too. I mean, one of the main – there are two main issues with mm-hmm. regard to pizza parties. Were there pizza parties promised? They were, I think not, it's, it's, it's inherently – It's implicit. Yeah. It's implied? Okay. Yeah. Because I would think ice cream. Mm. Yeah, it melts. Well, yeah. well you, you go, go out so, you for go ice, somewhere. You yeah, go to not, an ice creamery. Yeah. Right, yeah, you – you play the game, and then you all go together to get ice cream. Sure, the malt about, shop. Can we just get Greek yogurt? I really yeah. like Greek. I find it to sure. be very indulgent. Mm. <laughs> sinful. <laughs> Positively <laughs> sinful. Um, I Yeah, here's the thing. Our mm-hmm. games have been starting at like 8.45 mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they don't finish until like 11. Okay. And the truth is... Their pizza parlor's open at 11. I, I'm a dad. Sure. Mm-hmm. 11 o'clock is time for Jesse to mm-hmm. go home, wrap things up. You know, kiss the yeah. wife, go to sleep. Okay. And I, after practice, I got to get here to do Jordan Jesse. Go. That's true. We had practice today. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm not advocating missing Jordan Jesse go for pizza parties. Mm-mm. It seemed like that's what you were pushing for. But just because you saying, met Samantha at some party, sure. You, and you liked her athletic physique, sure. And her, her charming mole and her winning personality. <laughs> yeah. I will say what we have a lot of on the Max Fun softball team: mm-hmm. winning personalities. That's great. Not any winning so far. Let's be do you clear. Feel like they, <laughs> do you feel like there might be a revolt unless you start Providing planning pizza more pizza parties? Is this something you could just Gatsby? Could you just plan this pizza party and just leave? Oh, that's an interesting question. Is Gatsby a verb now? Yeah, you know, it's 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 you know planning the planning the sure. the thing and then just kind of watching from the balcony. And no, I love it. Yeah, I I, th- I like that. That's a new thing that nouns just become verbs almost yeah. overnight. Sure, and we all get it. What if I bought a cooler full of root beers? Would that be enough? Uh, if the, I like threw him underhand and said, All I right. would, I would want, here's what yeah. I would want. You got to call people by their last name, though. Yeah. <laughs> Jenkins. Or I'd nicknames. Have, I'd have to learn mm. people's hey. last names. Fatty. <laughs> Good job, Fatty. <laughs> hey, Klutzo. Everyone's head turns. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but I mean, I feel like I would. I want the thing to happen at another. I don't want to just hang out on the field and drink a root beer. I want to. I want this. I want you the want party to, to move. To, yeah. I want the party to move to Dantoni's. Sure, this is an example of a pizza party. Lil made. Peppies. <laughs> it's too bad, you know. Our producer Julian Bullseye. Mm-hmm. Her parents, until literally months ago, owned a pizza parlor hmm. here in Southern California in Long Beach. Yeah. And we did not have one pizza party there. Yeah. It sucks. It was stupid of me. I have instituted uh, – one of the great things about being the boss is you can institute things mm. and make pronouncements and everyone mm-hmm. has to do it that works for you. I have instituted dim sum day. Mm-hmm. Now, I love dim sum. My wife is fine with dim sum, but she doesn't like it enough to, like, want to go through the trouble of getting there with me. Because when I say getting there, I mean achieving orgasm. Sure. Um, She'd rather get there by herself or with one of her lovers. To (laughs) explain, the the dim sum in Los Angeles, you're mostly looking – if you want good dim sum, you're going to the San Gabriel Valley, which is Mm -hmm. east of L.A. and You're looking at a half-hour drive. Sure. And my wife's ambivalent about that, especially because if you want to go to the big dim sum places, you're going to have to wait for your dim sum. So I instituted dim sum day here in the office because I wanted mm. to eat it. Now, I, you know, I, I don't want to go for more than six weeks without my deep fried chicken knees. Mm. It's probably my favorite dish. So I instituted dim sum day. I may have to institute pizza party day for the softball team. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I, I think it's your responsibility. Mm. But don't you... Do you have a pizza party after the game, though, right? Yeah. But what if the game ends at like 1030 at night? Then you still have a pizza party? Too bad. Yeah. Right? You got to go. You got to go to like, uh, what are you, where are you going? Shakey's? Yeah, Shakey's. I don't know. Yeah, just whatever's adjacent. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a pizza party, although it probably should be. But, you, you know, it just depends uh, what's close. You could have them deliver it to a park. Just deliver it right to a park? Yeah. I feel just... like I want to go to a place. I feel like I'm I'm anti-keeping... I feel like you should hanging have out at the park. Booths. Yeah, booths. Right. Booths and root beers. Pitchers. Yeah, Pitchers of, of root beer. Thing. Pitchers of root beer yeah. is what I'm looking for. Just root not not beer? I don't drink beer. I mm. and I think root beer is, is your ideal beverage to go with pizza. Mm-hmm. Although I am from what I understand, yeah. people who do like beer, they like it mixed with pizza. No, root beer is good though. Or a nice Merlot. Yeah. <laughs> sure. One of the other. Sure. Of course. That you would get at a pizza a place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Individual bottles of wine with a screw top. Specifically at Shakey's. Sure. Mm-hmm. Shakey's has a uh, really wine, wine list at Shakey's. A, wow. nice, uh, a nice cold bottle of red wine. Yeah. You actually have to get it out of the crane game. You have to put a quarter in the crane game and uh, <laughs> grab it next to a giant inflatable Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> if you want wine. <laughs> what's what's a real bummer is if you're a kid that wanted the Sonic. <laughs> I know you actually get wine. <laughs> now now you're in the hospital getting your stomach pumped. Sure, it's your first taste of alcohol and the first step mm. on the road to alcoholism. Yeah. Oh, or that might prevent you from getting alcohol. That's really? true. Yeah, it's you a kind of a Donald Duck smoke every cigar in this box kind of solution. Exactly. He's Donald Ducking. Yeah, is what the kids <laughs> doing. Donald, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jordan, I was uh, speaking of erratic behavior. Mm-hmm. I saw on Facebook that you did something amazing. Yes. And I want to query you about it. Please. Um, did you or did you not attend the quote unquote estate sale of the estate of one Mr. Nicholas Cage? I did. I have been to Nicholas Cage's house and rummaged through his stuff, and I even <laughs> bought something. Follow up question. Yes. Is Nicholas Cage dead? No. Well, here's okay. So, this, yes, that was my first thought. Oh my God, Nicholas Cage died. This yeah. is not how I wanted to find out. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to do it in my arms. <laughs> <laughs> 
as I'm shrieking at the sky. Uh, no, so I saw the notice for this estate sale, uh, and right, estate sales usually when someone dies. Mm-hmm. Right. So I asked the the one of the attendants at the sale. First of all, something you had to sign up for. You had to like you know. Send them an email and get a ticket and a, print it out. A lot of times with a high-demand celebrity – they mm-hmm. sometimes will have celebrity estate sales here in Los Angeles since mm-hmm. celebrities live in Los Angeles. And a lot mm-hmm. of times you'll have to sort of RSVP in, yeah. ahead mm-hmm. rather than just lining up as you would at, sure. at an ordinary estate sale. So I asked the, one of the attendants, very nice bunch of people, all very helpful, uh, you know, like, hey, why would someone have a sale like this? And he says, well, you know, a lot of times just, uh, you know, somebody's – so it's just concerned with being fashionable and they want to, they want to, you know, get out all their old stuff and they want to redecorate. This is not one of those cases. <laughs> Wait, these people are giving you the dirt? No, well, no, they wouldn't really. What I gathered is that Nicolas Cage, famous for having tax problems, famous yeah. for not paying his mm-hmm. taxes and making extravagant purchases. He has like a, a full dinosaur skeleton. He paid a million dollars for it. Yeah, he has really? a collection of shrunken heads, I believe. Superman's bones. Superman's bones. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I was kind of expecting going into this place. So I, I like, is there a tax reason to have an estate sale? Like if the government seizes your house, do they just sell everything to right cover your debt. Well, I mean, I think I think that a lot of times just if someone is in tax trouble, they have a tax bill they have to pay. Yeah. They have to raise cash. Mm-hmm. They're just going to And especially if you're Nicolas Cage, he probably has extra houses. Yes, right. I don't yeah, I don't think Nicolas Cage is like wandering the streets of Hollywood somewhere like <laughs> sleeping on a bench. He just got himself an efficiency in Studio City. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um so uh, so I guess the first thing to say is probably what – I mean was the biggest surprise to me and I, I think will probably come as a, a shock to you guys. It was a little tacky. No. It was what? a little bit tacky. That seems weird to me because – I know. He's a man – he's a Coppola. Sure. They're known for taste. And yeah, and they're vineyards. He's uh, – No. So, OK. So it had just... Roman and Sophia are known for their aesthetic senses. Sure. Right? And you'd think huh? that he would follow in their footsteps. You'd think it would be a Wes Anderson-y type situation. You would think so. But no. It was just filled with random rich guy shit. Like uh, – Tell me about it. From – I mean – Catamaran? <laughs> oh, God. I wish. <laughs> I guess the first thing that caught my eye when I came in was an Egyptian throne. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, like a, something that the pharaoh would sit on. Uh, it was given the hard sell to me uh, by the one of the attendants. What, they were, they, what were they asking a, for an Egyptian yeah. throne? Like 1200 bucks. 1200 bucks. Is, yeah. this, uh, is this like a pharaoh-era Egyptian throne or is this a faux-Egyptian throne? I, I yeah. don't imagine it was a pharaoh-era. Is just, this just this just from the set of a Bengals video? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, what's Nicolas Cage's Egyptian? I was hoping for a lot more memorabilia. Yeah. I was hoping to like just go into a closet and see every wig he's ever worn, <laughs> like on one of those little wig heads, and then I could just like, oh, yeah. gone in 60 seconds. So oh, which one do I choose? Possibly a, like a right. wig carousel, like mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the heads brr. look like him. Right. They all and look like him. And they're course. all saying things from the movie. And they're haunted. <laughs> I'm uh, a vampire. <laughs> right. Are they haunted or is it just like a Hall of Presidents type situation? Oh, yeah. They're animatronics. It's a yeah. Hall of Cages. One of his extravagant purchases, animatronic heads for all his wigs. Yeah. Uh, so, no. So, not a lot of memorabilia. I did get there a little bit late. and So, where are you? You were there first day? Yeah, first day. I think it was a one-day thing. Okay. Mm. Or at least the ticket 
place that I went to only had one day for the option. Uh, so, you know, it started at 9, and I got there around 11.30. Okay. It's not too late, usually. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. what kind of crowd is there? Uh, it seemed to me, and I've only been to a few estate sales, but it, it seemed to me a very estate sale crowd, like kind of older, busybody women and like uh, kind of 50-ish-year-old gay guys. Huh. And then, but there are a couple people wandering around looked just like comedy hipsters, and we all like made <laughs> eye contact, like, yeah, check this out. So yeah, I could definitely see that. Like, and they, everybody, when I came in, um, uh, really like doted, and I could tell, like, oh, they're glad there's a young person here. Like, they're excited <laughs> that a young person is at the estate sale. Yeah, I think that happens to me at estate sales sometimes. Sure. I, I know what you're describing. Yeah. Well, you've been to estate sales? Too? I have frequent estate like sales. I'm a, I'm a, I, I, you'll, you'll see me at, me at an estate sale three weekends a month. Wow, I did not know that. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. What's the biggest celebrity estate sale yeah. you've ever been to? I have been to a couple uh, celebrity estate sales, but there's people whose name I would forget. Like, they're not estate sales... For major celebrities, it's just that part of the thing is that this person was on Charles in Charge. Okay. You know what gotcha. I mean? Like it's like like the most would be like a Larry Hagman or something like that. <laughs> okay. Not literally Larry Hagman. But someone about that famous. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I did once go to an estate sale of like a horror movie, like a B-movie horror movie producer oh, cool. who had a lot of weird like B-movie horror movie producer stuff in his house. Oh, neat. Um, but generally, generally these I don't I avoid a celebrity estate sales because they sure. often have no taste, <laughs> right? And they're just sort of miscellaneous shit from the pottery barn. Yeah, uh, this I mean, it seemed like this was that, but miscellaneous foreign shit is uh-huh. what I would call it. Like the say the room that had the. Egyptian throne also had like a suit of armor and, um, you know, like uh, pictures of, you know, the canals uh, in Venice, like no regard for, um, you know. Sort of William it, Randolph Hearst type situation. Right, exactly. If you've ever been to the Hearst Castle, it's just like, I'm a rich guy and yeah. I'm going to buy everything I've, I see that I like and throw it all into a room. Do you think it's possible that at some point mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage took a steamer to the continent and went on the grand tour? Yeah. Picking up collectibles <laughs> on the way and sending them home to his to his manse. Right, yeah, and he would just crate them up and leave them there. Um, yeah. Oh, so important to point out, this is the house that he lived in with uh, his son. I forget his name. It's not Kal-El. One of his sons is Jor-El. Kal-El. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. He doesn't have a Superman name. He has a relatively reasonable, uh, regular name. And this is his son that is the death metal musician. Uh, oh. Popular kind of internet thing is mm-hmm. to... Like pictures of Nicolas Cage and his son, who is in that black, white, black hair, white face, death metal monster makeup. His son named Kumquat? Yeah, Kumquat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Bloodquat. <laughs> um, so. Deathquat. Deathquat. Yeah. Deathquat. Yeah. Um, so, so there was like, yes. Deathquat. You eat the skin. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So there was and I had Weston Weston Cage. We're told his name is Weston. Um so Weston Hilton Cage. So this kid's <laughs> room was just like intact. Like his childhood room was just there with oh. all of his like toys what? and games. That sounds kinda sweet. Yeah, it was and like there was he, like he died. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, it totally was. It was like that preserved room. And in his closet was a bunch of like um, 
Jeez, uh, I played the violin as a kid, and my mom saved all of my violins. So if you go into like my closet as a kid, you'll mm-hmm. see like my little violin, and up to the one I used in high school. So you played the violin? No, oh, totally. Yeah. How many violins? How did I did not you have? know that? You're in, how long? A uh, long time. Could you could you pick up a violin and play it right now? Uh, kinda, yeah. I've tried it before, and I can kind of play some stuff. Like enough play, to like complement a hoedown? Yeah. Well, I can maybe play like a minuet or a waltz in G minor. Oh, something like that. Is G minor is that? That's your maybe gavotte. Would you say? Would you say that G minor is your groove zone? Totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your core, would you say it's your core competency? I'm pretty good at the brown note. Uh-huh. I can play that note that makes Ooh. you shit your pants yeah. <laughs> on the violin. Great. Uh, th- th- so I was thinking of that, and this kid had that but with leather pants. There was like <laughs> leather pants for a baby or a oh. toddler. and oh, then adorable. The, and, and the most heartbreaking thing that I saw, like something I considered buying but was too kind of heartbroken by it, was a backpack, a Jansport backpack. And all over it, written in Sharpie, was uh, Mudvayne, Rammstein, uh, Slayer. <laughs> it was this kid's high school yeah, backpack yeah. where he wrote all his favorite metal yeah, bands in Sharpie. Cool. And it was just perfect. It just looked exactly like that. And I'm like, oh, God, this is. They were selling that? They were selling it for three bucks. I know. Like, can, I, a, can I please. suggest that if there's any goths out there listening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A really cool new kind of goth to be because goths they've exhausted the possibility. I mean, right. you're an industrial goth, sure. you're a metal goth, you know, like then you're fantasy goth, you're a fantasy fairy goth, goth. the pickling goth. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, if you're a pickling goth, send me send whatever them, it is. send them. Sure. I don't care. Send what us it your is. dark pickles, uh-huh. <laughs> your pig heart pickles, pickle pig hearts. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> okay, but a fun, a fun I have, idea. I have newt. <laughs> A Beats. fun idea for a type of goth to be <laughs> is tragic childhood death goth, which means <laughs> you live – your bedroom is like the preserved bedroom of a 12-year-old child that oh, drowned sure. in a well. Like a Victorian uh-huh. child? Oh, and you're like just the ghost. And you're the ghost. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. So you wear like little sailor outfits and stuff. Oh, precisely. You get <laughs> a, giant, a giant lolly, but it's, uh-huh. but it's black and yeah, sure. purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this your is, heart and dick. Uh, we're here creating subcultures. This sure. is one of the most. I should have eight ounces of caffeine before every tape. Innovative. This we're, is one of the most innovative, innovative programs today. we've ever recorded. Okay, so 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 I allowed myself a hundred dollars to spend. I'm like, That's I can a spend a hundred dollars at this thing. Well, I, did you have anything in mind going in? Not. Re- I was like, okay, like memorabilia. Like I would want like a thing from a movie, right? Or what, something. do you have like a favorite Nick Cage movie? Um, boy, do I mean? Like, there's the good Nick Cage movies, and then there's mm-hmm. the, oh, my God, Nick Cage movies. Sure. And I like both of them. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, when given good material, he's such a good actor. And then, but also he can just be bonkers in a dumb yeah. movie, and it's crazy and He just, like, fun. throws himself into whatever he's doing. If you're going like. to pick two, one crazy one, one good one, what do you pick? <sighs> uh, good, we're probably saying Raising Arizona. Right, sure. Uh, mm. Crazy, hard-to-beat face-off. Hard-to-beat yeah. face-off. It's a good right. choice. Yeah. Um... Late, late, crazy cage, drive angry 3D. I think has a lot mm-hmm. of charm. Plus, Face Off has is great because it's a non-sexual double entendre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, which yeah. are hard to find. That's, That's true. A good point. With the yeah. yeah, with a uh, piece of punctuation in the title. Uh huh. <laughs> um, you wouldn't call that punctuation. What is a slash? I think that's probably yeah. punctuation. Anyway, 
something. Yeah. Hey, grammar nerds, don't want to hear from you. <laughs> don't don't fucking care. I'll I'll look it up. Shut it down. When I get home, right now. If I shut see it an down. at reply, hands in pocket. Yes, grammar nerds. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking for something from that. Mm. Uh. But I don't know. I'm 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 there for the experience. But right. I, you know what I'd be looking for. Hmm. That crocodile from Bad Lieutenant Porter Call New Orleans. Oh yeah, right. I bet he bought that. Or, or a crack, or a home. crack pipe. Yeah, from Black, from Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> it's the actual or just crack a, pipe, or just a crack pipe from his day to day life. Sure. Oh. So I thought what I thought would be a good place to look would be like his uh, his library. So there were like all of his books were on sale, and I saw a guy walking oh. out with a copy of. Robert McKee's story, uh, which I think, uh, like, oh, is this one from Adaptation? I kind of, like, kicked myself for not getting there sooner to get that. Um, but, so, okay, Nicholas Cage's library. Lot of self-help books. Lot of self-help books. Uh, what I almost, oh, and big crates, uh, not crates, but big cardboard boxes filled with unsold copies of the comic he and his son wrote together. It's called oh. Voodoo Child. Uh, so, Yeah. You, what, what kind of self-help books are we talking about? Yeah. 14 Days to Not Being Bad Shit Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Let Your Wig Become You. <laughs> Don't Let Your Wig Take Control. Um, Eyes, Windows to the Bat Shit Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Holy Shit, You're Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't use Eckhart Tolle. Don't use Werner Herzog as a role model. <laughs> I'm okay. You're Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I'm okay. You're okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so just a lot of like, but a lot of shit you would see like at your mom's friend's house, like right. you know, six days to more intimacy. Yeah. Um, you know. Blah, 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 blah. I would think he'd be fucking swimming in intimacy. I, right? I know. Uh, a that lot guy of, could be intimate anytime he wants. Yeah. A lot of like uh, vintage Encyclopedia Britannicas huh. that kind of looked cool. Uh-huh. Um, like shelf fillers. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's a thing, by the way. You can buy books by the foot. <laughs> this is real. You can buy books by not, the foot. Not books you care about. Wait, like Subway? The, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. You get a six inch or a foot long. Yeah. What's Salt nice and pepper, is, oil and vinegar. Foot long comes with chips. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, they, they, they sell for decorators like old looking books. Yeah, sure. By the it foot, seemed like by there was color. a lot of that going okay. on, although I would not be surprised if Nicolas Cage had read them all. Yeah. Um, and then I saw. Just like in one night. I didn't end up buying this because. But I had there was a there was probably twenty minutes where I was going to buy a book called Sexual Secrets. It was like a Karma mm. Sutra book. Karma Sutra. Karma Sutra. Yeah, it was like a Karma Chameleon. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and I'm like, oh god, this is Nicolas Cage's Karma Sutra book. Like, yeah. this would be a cool conversation piece, but it would be like. This is something I would have to have in my house. And yeah. like, eh, hard to, you know, unless someone knew it was Nicolas Cage's, like, I would just be look like a guy who had that. Did You would have to remove, carefully steam out the ex libris stamp from inside <laughs> right. and put it on the spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not that I am against Indian sexual positions, but I don't know. That's just not a kind of... Guy that I want to be is Honestly, the Kama Sutra guy. They're not just for Indian people. <laughs> I, Pakist- I don't know. <laughs> Pakistanis have their own set of rival sexual sure. positions oh. that Jordan prefers. That's true, right? And it's it's a whole part of the whole nuclear standoff between <laughs> Pakistan and India. Yeah, who can have the most gymnastic sexuality? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> okay, so what? Excuse me. So library. So okay. So I I carried bedroom. this around. I carried this around with me for twenty minutes. I'm like, no, don't have this. Don't a whisk? Did huh? you look at the the kitchen goods? Yeah, the kit. There's not a lot of oh oh. The coolest thing in the kitchen was a like an industrial snow cone machine. Like something you would see at a fair to make snow cones. An industrial one. Yes. For the snow cone industry. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, for like factories. Right. Like for like oil derricks. You right. guys who work on oil rigs who want a snow cone. Break time. Uh, yeah, exactly. When the whistle blows, you punch out, you get a snow cone. Uh, that was kind of cool. There wasn't a lot of stuff in the kitchen. The kitchen was pretty bare. Um, uh, You'd think Nicolas Cage would be quite the home chef. You would think so, yeah. Uh, but here is what I ended up buying. There was all there was was baking soda, Pyrex dishes, and huge bags of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, keep going, Jordan. Uh, so I bought something. I bought a framed print called. Um, I don't want to get this name right. It's just what the tag said. The the print doesn't have any words on it, but the tag says. Uh, I think it said something like. Uh, sacred geometric shapes for meditation. <laughs> uh, and I want to show this to you. It's just kind of this pattern. It's just kind of this these symbols. I like that you're holding it and looking a little upset. Yeah. Was this taken at the estate sale? Yes, that's me in Nicolas Cage's dining room. We're gonna. You're gonna share this. You send. You're gonna send this yeah. to Brian so we can post it on this week's yes. episode, right? Uh-huh. This is. It's, I mean, it's reasonably handsome. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. Like, it won't look bad in my house. Right. And then when I tell people it was Nicolas Cage's, their fucking minds yeah. will be blown, or alternately, their panties will drop. <laughs> <laughs> One or t'other. <laughs> right. Or both. You do look very serious. Thank you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, so, you like, I need to use this... <laughs> Meditation. Yeah, painting. and when I I asked the, one of the guys what it was, and he gave me this long rundown of like meditation shit that I could not wait for him to stop talking about. <laughs> that was one of those things where I'm just like, oh god, please stop talking. He's talking about yeah. how like the body's natural vibrations wow. and how you're supposed to like zone in on this. You, you just played pattern. the brown note and ran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He shit his pants. <laughs> Lucky I had my violin with me. Yeah. That's cool. what is it? What that print sent you back? Sixty five bucks. That's a fair price. Yeah, I thought I it mean, was too. Uh, so yeah, I think talk, is it signed, numbered? It's not signed. It's not numbered. So yeah, it has no, you know, I I don't. I mean, it could be just something he bought at Bed Bath and Beyond or something. Mm. Has it touched his junk? I assume so. Right. So I mean, if not, I'm going to call the estate sale company and ask. Oh, I also bought a copy of his comic book oh. that they were oh, crates of. Did it you? Seems read like it? that was nice. Of I you. have not read it yet. I'm excited no. to. I'm waiting what, for. What happens in it, roughly speaking? Uh, the comic? Yeah. I don't. I didn't just know it's called Voodoo Child, and I flipped through it. What's on the it. cover? Come on, give me some idea of what's happening. It's kind of a dark image of a of a boy in some sort of swirling wasteland. Okay. So yeah, I think it's, it's a classic swirling wasteland. Yeah, classic <laughs> swirling wasteland comic. You know, there's superhero comics, yeah. sure. westerns, horrors, and then swirling wastelands. <laughs> sure. SWs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I only I honestly I I only know about Swirling Wasteland mm-hmm. comics from the uh, interstitial stories in The Watchmen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Curse of the Black a classic swirling wasteland. A anyway. classic thing. Are you are you happy with are, you, are were you happy with your experience going to the? Nick I Beach? had a really good time. I again. Did, I mean. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, so did you take a lot of photos while you were there? That's like, one of, of the only photos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were other people? I think I would just go there just to take pictures of. I kind of thought Nick that Cage's too. Uh, I kind of thought. Yeah, I thought. Uh, but the demeanor, the like attitude of everyone was very like. 
respectful. Oh, you know, like everybody right. was very, you know, no one was like cracking jokes. You're there ironically, but. Yeah. And like, so I feel like I could kind of, you know, uh, changed my demeanor to match everybody else's in the room. I had to like, um, to ask someone to take that picture of me, I, I was like, you know, felt a little bit embarrassed. It occurred to me who the most famous person that hmm. whose estate sale I went to. Me and my friend uh, Noe uh, went to the estate sale of this man whose name is, I want to say Norwood something. <laughs> anyway, any anyone, sounds pretty famous. Yeah, anyone who's ever been to Los Angeles would recognize his home. Uh, which was um, r- r- right in, uh, uh, what's that called? Larchmont. Mm-hmm. In your Larchmont neighborhood. It's a home that is in a, it's a, basically a big ranch house, but a, a big one. Mm-hmm. And on the outside, ringing the entire front yard were, I'm going to say 20-ish identical copies of Michelangelo's David. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally know that place. You know that house yeah. exactly, right? So I learned about the man behind this. This guy was a, a 50-ish, uh, like, devotional slash R&B singer who had had some success in Germany, um, had more plastic surgery than you can possibly like he looked like Joan Rivers <laughs> an african american Joan Rivers um was undoubtedly a closeted homosexual um w- was very specific about not not being gay but he was hiding behind 20 uh, replicas <laughs> 20, <laughs> 20 nude men a wall of dongs <laughs> his man had in his yeah. house like it was literally it was an amazing experience. It was like it was like a tiny version of the Liberace Museum. Mm-hmm. Like just crystal chandeliers everywhere. Just a hundred crystal chandeliers <laughs> in every room. Like mirrors everywhere where there yeah. shouldn't be mirrors. Like every every like just if you imagine a form of distasteful extravagance, it existed in this <laughs> home. But like I'm talking about like not Nothing really expensive because he was not a rich man, mm-hmm. but uh, clearly some kind of up. He just made some money somewhere. And what was really weird about it is everything's on sale, presumably because he's having some kind of financial difficulties because he spent all his money on Michelangelo Davids. <laughs> were any of the Davids for sale? The Davids were for sale. Okay. They were cleared out. The home was for sale. What's and a David go for mm-hmm. these days? They were hundreds of dollars each. I wow. remember considering buying one, but <laughs> right. then I discarded it. And what was really crazy was he was there. Oh. I was kind of hoping Nicolas Cage would be at mine with like a tray of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe just like some cheese whiz on a cracker. Pig in a blanket. Yeah, sure. Um, the just guy... Like, hey, want to see my wig heads? The guy was, yes. the guy was at the thing and um, just sort of presiding. Mm-hmm. And giving people hugs. And he, uh, I mean, you know, like he's a, a inspirational singer. The very placid kind of in- madness that he had. Mm-hmm. You know, like a peaceful madness. Sure. Um, and it was a big, me and my friend Noe, who's a, a one of the sort of sweetest guys I've, mm-hmm. I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. Um, it, like... It, on the one hand, 
we thought, well, maybe we should want to buy something. Mm-hmm. We definitely didn't want to buy anything. <laughs> There's nothing there that we wanted to buy, even a little bit. So then number two was, should we talk to him? And number three was, should we take a picture with him? Because it was a little bit uncomfortable. I wasn't sure whether me taking a picture with this – I mean, this man was kind of amazing. Like a, like a – like one of those people – like in San Francisco – there are these two old ladies, one of whom I think passed recently, yeah. who um, dressed – they're twins and they dressed identically and had lived together for 50 years, it dressed beautifully and identically mm-hmm. every day. Um, and, and, you know, they're like icons. You know what I mean? And this guy was like that for Los Angeles distastefulness. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of wanted to take a picture with him, but then I was worried I was making fun of him. And then I ended up taking a picture with him and giving him a hug. Yeah. Because he was such a sweet man. Like, he was so clearly – like, he had, must have experienced some monstrous traumas in his life. Yeah. But had really dedicated his life to acquiring – Naked nude statuary, <laughs> plastic surgery, yeah. and uh, uh, face makeup. And you know, he had like little Richard makeup on. Sure. You know what I'm talking about? Just uh-huh. like full on, just plastered. Did face. he have like a little little light mustache though? Uh, he he may have had a little light mustache. Yeah. Um, he definitely had a very impressive head of activated hair. <laughs> um, his, his hair was sparkling, sparkling. So in maybe, the sun. I mean, it seems like there's. Any kind of a relationship, if we use our two examples, between uh, crazy hair and financial troubles. That's a really good Do point. Do you think that oh. both Nicolas Cage and this guy are in so deep because of some sort of like... Is it possible that Nicolas Cage went bankrupt because he spent so much money on soul glow? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> because he couldn't figure out how to activate his hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he won't activate. It won't activate. <laughs> You didn't know you have to be an African American gentleman. <laughs> Maybe if I yell at it, <laughs> no. is that your Nick Nick Cage? I like it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of breathy. It's yeah. I I found it to be sensual. Thanks. I'm working yeah. on it. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Love, It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Natasha Muse, easier said than done. I like that Natasha understands that she can reuse, reuse a nickname. Yeah, we've had to a, lot of, a, a lot of people feel like time. they have to come up with new nicknames. And it you know, just, mm-hmm. just one, Stress. One, yeah. one stupid nickname is all you need. I mean, just, yeah. just run it through. It gets. I'm not even sure if it counts as a nickname. It's more of like a tag line, but. I, I like it. Regardless. Would you say that's Thank your you. slogan? Uh, yeah, sure. It's just like, are we talking about, are you running like a Don Draper type operation? <laughs> well, I don't know if like I would want people to just refer to me as easier said than done. Like, right. I don't know if I would answer to that right. collection of words. What about Big E? Yes. Yeah, so. oh, oh, yeah. There you go. Most it's, deaf. It's short for e- easier. Right. Um, hey, how about BoParty.biz, Jordan? You should probably visit it uh, in your in your internet. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival this September on a cruise ship. What are you looking at? Number one, you're looking at John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats. Number two, you're looking at John Roderick of the Long Winters. Number three, you're, you're looking at Nellie Mackay. Somebody uh, sent me an email. Uh, why do I only refer to uh, Nellie Mackay as the beautiful Nellie Mackay and not uh, John Darnielle and John Roderick? Mm-hmm. They're not beautiful. That's a good point. Nellie Mackay is beautiful. They're sure. not. 
the strapping yeah. John Roderick. Mm-hmm. The gruff, we were powerful ha- John Roderick. We were having a off mic conversation about the bear community. Yeah, but they find uh, John Roderick beautiful. If I was a bear, I would be deep into John Roderick. Sure. Uh, John Roderick, <laughs> I'll tell you this about John Roderick. He is one of the, our friend John Roderick, one of the only men I have ever seen who looked good missing a tooth. And, For yeah. a while there, he had a he had a tooth missing, a front really? tooth missing, like one of the main. Uh, yeah, he looked a key tooth. A he key looked tooth. fantastic. <laughs> he looked possibly even better yeah. missing a tooth. So that doesn't make sense. I know, right? <laughs> it shouldn't he, be. Yeah, he's a he's a big man. He's from Alaska. He's beardy, and he's also an indie rock star. Okay, and so he has a certain bear grills like quality. Bear Bryant? No, that's the football coach. What's the one from uh, Ooh, I don't know. 70s yeah. television? There's a bear from 70s television that I'm looking for. BJ and the Bear. Yeah, that's what anyway, I was say. Anyway, moral of the story is John Roderick, a strapping man, not a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Dan mm-hmm. Deacon, also not a beautiful man. That's our music lineup. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty tremendous music lineup. Any way you cut it. I think, who do you think goes on last? I think Deacon does. Yeah. I, I heard he and his band... Fucking rock the party. Yeah, high energy. Not contemplative. No. I mean, maybe you can contemplate something, but... Intellectual, certainly, but not contemplative. I mean, this is a guy who... You want to talk about Conlon Noncaro, the uh, important avant-garde classical composer. Sure. Why wouldn't you want to talk about that? If you want to talk about that, go on the cruise, talk to Dan Deacon. He's Mm -hmm. into it. What do we got on the comedy side? We're looking at Al Madrigal. Mm. We're looking at uh, Jasper Red. We're looking at a we got a we got a fucking murderer's row of comedians. A John Hodgman. We got two people from the fucking Daily Show. Yeah, that's your favorite show. Yeah, this is going to be. I'm assuming you're a Jew. This is going to be a blowout. <laughs> Nick Thune. Now Nick Thune is actually borderline beautiful. Up there, he is he's a, close. Closest he's, of all the lineup, he's the closest. Yeah, too good looking to be a comedian. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And he is pretty graceful for a handsome dude. Mm-hmm. So I might be willing to say mm-hmm. he's beautiful. Close. It's not as beautiful as Nellie McKay, though. Yeah. But close. Mm-hmm. Anyway, among many others, you can see the full lineup online at BoatParty.biz. It is going to be a fucking extravaganza. We're going to either Bermuda or the Bahamas. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. There's a fucking, Come on, pretty mama. There's a private... <laughs> There's a private <laughs> island involved. Mm-hmm. There's going to be – we got Chuck Bryant from the Stuff You Should Know podcast coming. Neat. That guy's a – talk about guys that would be a winner in the bear community. Oh, boy. I believe Chuck Bryant to be a heterosexual man. Mm-hmm. I've never met any members of his family, but I believe it. But if I, he wanted I, to get plowed by some bear enthusiasts, he could. Absolutely. <laughs> or a cub. Sure. Whatever he wants. An otter. Whatever he wants. An otter. <laughs> Chuck, that, that's something, right? I don't, that's, that's, like thing. that's like a, is like a particularly shiny yeah. bear, right? Like maybe like who could bi- use tools? Yeah. <laughs> like a bisexual, yeah, right? Like a sure. An otter, is, an otter is a bear that's really good opening up a clam. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jordan, you got a live date coming up, right? Hey, yeah. Uh, if uh, if uh, this week, if you're in the Southern California area, uh, I'm doing the Risk Show, our at, brother uh, podcast, yes. sister podcast here in the Maximum Fun Network. Uh, that is May 23rd uh, at the Nerd Melt Theater. It's 
going to be a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, go to that. I, oh, I think uh, Sklar Brothers and Thomas Lennon both will also be there. So can't beat that. You got a Lieutenant Dangle on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. this guy he just sold a new show or something. I don't know. Probably, probably. So that guy does. Yeah. So yeah, uh, if some people have asked me if it's going to be on the podcast, I don't know. I think uh, some of them if, end up on the podcast. Some it, of them uh, don't. If it if it goes well, hopefully. I know that when I did mine, it did, it was on the podcast, but it was on the podcast six months later, mm-hmm. eight months later. If you want to see this and you live within driving distance of Southern California, get your ass go. out there. Yeah. Right? Don't fuck this up for yourself. Don't not go. Don't ruin your life by making bad decisions. Sure. My dad did that. Yeah. He was an alcoholic, a drug oh. addict. He ended up homeless. He never came to my show either. He's been to several of our shows. He's I been say. to a few of our shows. So. He been, went to a few Prank the Dean shows. Yeah. Back in the day. Anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Natasha Muse, easier said than done. Natasha, where are you from originally? I grew up in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah. Yankee. You're a Yankee. I am a Yankee. Mm. I well, thank know. you for this pot roast, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> really good. Yeah, my mom made it for you. <laughs> thank you for this book of woodworking techniques. <laughs> of course. Your workshop is one of the best. It's the it's the original mm-hmm. Yankee workshop, the thank old you. Yankee workshop. I, I brought you a big glass of snow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Don't like these candles. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be shitty about it. Don't how like long them. How long have you lived in the San Francisco Bay Area? Natasha? I've been out there for 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. So, yeah. I know you're married. You have a child. That's true. Uh, how old is your child? Uh, she just turned 17 months. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Our children cool. are very similar in age. Yeah. How, yeah. how, how old's long? Your, uh, what? I'm trying to ask. I'm asking Sorry. the questions Sorry. here, Natasha. Yeah. I get excited. I don't <laughs> wanna... How long, have you, how long uh, uh, have you been married? Okay, uh, almost five years. How long have you been with your wife? About seven or eight years. It's pretty good. Now, when did yeah, you yeah. decide to have a baby? What What were the circumstances? Uh, we just both wanted to have kids, so it was time to do it. Yeah. Got yeah. It. I mean, I don't know. It's weird when you have kids, people, it's not like uh, you either want to or you don't. And right. then when you're ready, it just feels like you're ready. Jordan, you going to have some kids? I'd like to have some kids. I'm not. I mean, I'm, you're not yeah. in a kids kids no. possibility relationship at the moment. Sure. Yeah. Right now you're still sowing your oats. If you know what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. You're out there playing the field. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> yeah. And if I accidentally get someone pregnant, they'll probably have an abortion. Sure. If you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 Hey guys. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Yes. I. Uh, I. Uh, my future f- plan for myself uh, includes kids. How many children are we talking about? Uh, like two. Natasha, how many children are you going to have? Uh, we have one, and then we actually just found out we have another one on the way. Congratulations. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, so. You know that you're about three months behind me, right? Uh, no, what, what do you mean? Well, you're three months behind me with the first baby yeah. and three months behind me with the second baby. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, I'm like stalking you kind of. Yeah. <laughs> baby stalking. Yeah, <laughs> Technically, baby stalking. we're both stalking Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm so mad. Cause, because I felt yeah, like my every... baby got kind of overshadowed by know. Blue or whatever. You think yeah, you gotta give weekly... it. A, you guys, you got to give it a weirder name, I guess. Yeah. Is that what you got to do? I yes. called Us Weekly and offered to sell them baby pictures. Really? They said they would only take the baby pictures if I gave them 10 bucks. And there was no guarantee of publication. <laughs> and I... it was not actually Us Weekly. It was just... It was just a man <laughs> named U.S. Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Ulysses <Yes>. S. Weekly. <laughs> 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 
How do you uh, when you what do you what happens when you does your does your wife work? She does. Yeah, she's the one that makes money in the family. Do you take care of the baby during the day? I do. You know, you're, see, you know the answer to all these questions. I, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to yeah. paint a picture of your family life. You're a working comic. Mm-hmm. Is That's it challenging? True. Is it challenging occupation to have a baby and be a working comic? But yeah, it's definitely difficult. Are, you, are there any baby friendly comedy shows? You know that maybe start at like two in the afternoon that you can go to, and the other comics maybe bring their babies. Yes. They're particularly soothing. Yeah, sure. And we just do the like, comedy for babies, <laughs> which is jingling keys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for like five minutes. Yeah. Does, does just you, totally killing. Is your child is your child a son or a daughter? She's a uh, girl. Okay. For does now. your does your mm-hmm. daughter know about any jokes yet? What does your daughter think is funny at this point in her life? She just likes being lifted up and then uh, feeling that sudden drop, like uh-huh. that, you know. And then, but I, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't actually let her you fall don't drop to the her floor. Onto the sure. ground. No, I mean, once I hit her head on a table, but. <laughs> We're it cool happens. now. Yeah. My sister, We're cool. My sister-in-law, when she was like 12, maybe, 11, mm-hmm. 12, something like that, uh, my brother-in-law was like three or something. Uh, my sister-in-law holding my brother-in-law in her arms. Mm-hmm. No. This is even younger. I'm going to say like 11 and one and a half or two. And holding the baby in her arms, my wife, then a teen, said, oh, there's a bug on you. Uh, my sister-in-law fully dropped the baby on the ground. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Full on oh, my dropped God. the baby on the ground. Like screamed and went, ah! And the baby oh. just fell on concrete. Oh, my God. Oh, concrete. no. I mean, isn't that anyway, kind of, that kind of this every, every parent has that moment where they just accidentally hurt their child so bad and, and never really get over it? Is I that... had to hear from uh, our friend, our friend Stefan Lawrence uh, and uh, his wife, Biz Ellis, who does One Bad Mother with my wife. One piece of advice that the one piece of advice that Stefan gave me when uh, Simon was born was <laughs> they're pretty close to indestructible. Yeah, that was his advice. He's like, they're, I mean, be careful with knives and sure. choking. Uh huh. But drowning issue. Yeah, Ele- yeah. electricity. Maybe. Soft spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't don't stick any, don't let them stick any forks into anything. Yeah. But but like in terms of like falling over and hitting their heads. They can take a lot of punishment. <laughs> yeah. But even They're if really you... built like a tank. Yeah. But even the first time that you hurt them, it, you just feel like the worst person in the world. Well, you are. And then you have to call up the, the, the hospital and let them know what you did and to... that's your punishment. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair, Natasha, I've never hurt my child. Really? And so you probably are the worst person in the world. I, I don't think any other parents have ever hurt their Re- children. Yeah, I well... think you're the first and you are now the worst person in the world. <sighs> I knew I... I knew there was something I didn't like in the mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you took a look in the Thanks. mirror. Sure. You had some real deep shit going on. You yeah. weren't yes. able to put your finger yeah. on. When you look in the mirror, it's just a um, swirling Good. wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, okay. People, yeah. Okay, let's let's get to momentous occasions here. When something momentous happens to our listeners, mm-hmm. we ask that they call us. Our telephone number, 206-984-4FUN. Put in your fucking telephone right now. You're listening on your telephone probably. Take it out, 206-984-4-FUN. Will that interrupt their listening? It should. Yeah. No, it doesn't have to. Phones Probably can, do both. Okay. You can, you can continue to listen while you're typing in a phone number. So don't nice. call the number right now. <laughs> no. You don't have oh, anything right. momentous to say. Yeah. Right? I guess putting it in the phone is kind of momentous, but not, not 
notably yeah, momentous. Not play it on the show. Well, I mean, maybe not... there's someone that's a, a shut-in, right? They never, right. That's they true. never want to contact anybody. Maybe yeah. this is a big first step for somebody to have just typing in a number in. Okay, they so... go to the Verizon store to get the phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure is you can do everything first? online. You can internet it. Yeah. You can just internet it. I got it. Yeah, I guess so. 206-984-45. Shut-ins only. Shut-ins only. <laughs> Give us a call. You're listening to Church for Shut-ins. I'm Reverend Jesse Thorne. <laughs> I'm Pastor Jordan Morris. And I'm Choir Director Natasha Muse. <laughs> um, uh, how many calls we got this week? Three calls. Let's play the first one. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Sunny D, and guest. Uh, this is David calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin with a momentous occasion. Um, about a year ago, I went back to school full-time when I was uh, 30, through the good graces of my wife, studying television and video production. And just the other day, I had my very first original TV show put on the air through Milwaukee Public Television. Very cool. I got to put an hour about Wisconsin beer on the air, and I got entirely too drunk watching it. Nah. Good times. Have a good one, guys. What proportion of public television content in Wisconsin is about beer? Uh, about 8%. 8 Yeah, by volume. By volume. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, I think uh, it, if it's not explicitly about beer, the people in it are drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so on beer. Specifically, in my imagination, all television shows in Milwaukee are hosted by former Brewers shortstop Dale Svaim. Svaim, S V U E M, Svaim. Um, sounds pretty good. I mean, sounds like sounds mm-hmm. like this might be it might be a step up from your usual kind of public access uh, fair. Yeah, if he's on Milwaukee Public Television, that sounds like the real deal. Yeah, absolutely, the big show they yeah. call it. Cheese Weekly mm-hmm. is a big show on this <laughs> channel. <laughs> sure. When you're talking about local, I mean, the big shows, you're talking American Experience, right? you know, Antiques Roadshow, uh, of course, Sesame Street. Yeah. And then well, you that's, got that's Hops and pu- Such. P- this is different than, this is public access. This isn't yeah. PBS, right? No, I think this is public, te- I think this is a public oh, okay. television station. Oh, nice. That's what I think. I okay. think this guy made a documentary for his local public television station. Okay. Not public access. Gotcha. I don't think this guy's fucking around with public access and TV. If, and if you are, we're sorry. <laughs> we're insulting he's you. He's not some yeah, low-rent Chris Gethard. <laughs> sure. The so king Gethard. of public access television. <laughs> right. He's no Wally George. He's not that guy in Santa Cruz who used to record his whole show in front of a Star Wars sheet. <laughs> what was his, like a bed sheet? Boy, there was some weird public access stuff What up was there. his catchphrase? Get over it? He had a really solid catchphrase, the guy that recorded it. Was, it was like show. take a hike or something. Take a hike yet. <sighs> we'll think of it. Yeah. We'll yeah. get there. Get was it Hang It Up? Was it how you thought of Hang no, It Up? No, it wasn't okay. Hang It Up, but it did help inspire Hang It Up. Okay. It was not Hang It Up, but there was a period where my high school roommate, uh, Eroticus, I mean my college roommate Eroticus would say it a lot. Yeah. I think it was take a hike. Give me a break. Yeah. Get a life. Turn it off. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he would he would just talk about just he was a middle aged bald man mm-hmm. in front of a Star Wars sheet in his garage mm-hmm. just monologizing. Sounds like a pretty cool sheet. In the background, in the <laughs> so background, you can hear his kids. Tell me more about kids. this. Sheet. Tell me more. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> 
This is the original trilogy sheet. I think it was a Jedi sheet. Okay. Return of the Jedi sheet. Was it some kind of menace? It was definitely yeah, yeah. Was original. It a sheet? This was original trilogy okay. era. Okay. Not prequels. Yeah, this isn't re-releases either. It's nothing from the novelization. No. Let's take our next call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Go. This is Will in Phoenix calling with a momentous occasion. Last week, I was accepted into a master's degree program, which is ranked number two in the country. Just uh, before I called you guys, I just was offered a job that's going to rocket me into the middle class for the first time in my life. And to top it all off, I just found two coupons each for two free Jack in the Box tacos that don't expire until tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> so I'm pretty good. Somebody made the mistake of getting rid of those early. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Just because those tacos are fucking disgusting. God, those are the worst. Yeah, and people. I feel like those those Jack in the Box tacos. Uh, people have a lot of like childhood affinity for them. It's like this childhood mm-hmm. comfort food. Oh, they're so gross. Uh, this is great. It's like it's gonna be his, his like last working class meal. Oh yeah, and then it's all caviar and you know like <laughs> right. a middle class person. Yeah, middle class sometimes, caviar baguettes. Sometimes I'm here in Southern California. I'll see like a Taco Bell or a Del Taco mm-hmm. regional taco chain. Um, and I'll find myself thinking, like, there's a real taqueria across the street. Yeah. It, they're not even expensive. Sure. You know, like, why mm-hmm. are you going to Taco Bell? But that having been said, given the choice between a Taco Bell taco and a jack-in-the-box taco, right? Like, uh, who is uh, going to jack-in-the-box for a I don't taco? think that's, I think that's, that's a non-issue. Really? Yeah. I think, I think this is product? a comparable yeah, comparable thing. You think that because Taco Bell has taco in the name? That's their specialty. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you're going like bare bones, I don't uh, – I think Taco Bell's gross. I, I, I've uh, I've never enjoyed it. I also mm. think Taco Bell is gross. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm just sure. saying if you want a taco, go to the taco people. I think that's probably, probably <laughs> a non-issue, people. yeah. If I – look. <laughs> yeah. If I want a musical toy, mm-hmm. I'm going to Jack in the Box. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah. If I want to do some cranking, mm-hmm. sure. J and the B. Sure. You make I'll... your own rub. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that I might even say that pro- you might even want to go Jack in the Box taco if, if it's a Sophie's Choice situation. Really? You know? Yeah. I've only eaten a Jack in the Box once in my life. It was between, uh, it was between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It was so fucking disgusting. You forget. I think if you go for a long time without eating a fast food hamburger Mm -hmm. from one of your shittier places. (laughs) I was in uh, an airport the other day. I was at the Los Angeles International Airport. I had to get some food for my lunch to bring on the airplane because I was riding on an airplane that didn't have lunch food. And the main choice is Burger King. Mm -hmm. And ordinarily what I do in this situation is I get chicken nuggets. You know, or yeah, that's in, a, that's a, always a good always a good uh, call. I think. Yeah, because it's that's pretty tasty, even. Yeah, it tastes it tastes okay and very inoffensive. It won't, it's not going to upset your stomach too sure. much. Yeah. Um, as, as long as you're okay with it with a heavier food. Yeah, mostly chicken. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get myself a Whopper with cheese. America's is, favorite burger. They will say it is fucking foul. <laughs> I mean, it is just one of the grossest things I have eaten. It is like eating. A bowl of mayonnaise yeah. <laughs> with a pickle in it <laughs> and, like, a slice of cardboard. Like, so gross. And it makes me wonder, like, In-N-Out Burger, for example, mm-hmm. the Southern California chain. In-N-Out Burger, I mean, it's, like, gross food. Like, it's not, 
you know, we're not talking about a healthy item no. or a or a gourmet item. Mm-hmm. It's just a burger that's been cooked on either side and yeah. put inside a bun and put a pickle and some ketchup on it mm-hmm. and whatever. It tastes pretty good. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to do one of these pilgrimages to go eat a mm-hmm. In-N-Out burger, but mm-hmm. they yeah, I mean, it's a pretty pretty good tasting thing. If I need fast think- food, I can get that. But this other thing is so fucking gross. You know what I think it is? Uh, and I think especially with airport, uh, I think that if someone had the ingredients, the same fast food ingredients, the Burger King ingredients that they throw into that thing, and they just made it right there and handed it to you, it would probably be okay. But I think probably people who work here just don't give a fuck and everything's real old and cold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think there's probably a, a better burger. Yeah, because I feel like I have, like, I'll have a fast food experience where I'm like, hey, you know what? Pretty good. Well, you know, good use of, good use of five bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometimes that really foul one will happen. I'm like, what was the difference? Like, what, what was that? And I think it's just colder. Colder and older. Yeah. I think it's the drop. You know, as they say, like, when you buy a new car, uh, the value <laughs> decreases after you drive yeah, it off yeah. the lot exponentially. I think once that fast food burger is five minutes old, it starts yeah. to get gross real fast. And it loses that new car smell. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to put one of those pine trees in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're missing. Cause yeah, I feel like I I uh, uh, I got a um, uh, I got for my clout perk the other day. You get clout perks, right? What? Wait, what's a clout what? perk? So the website clout, yeah. which is that really a thing? Ranks. I get a lot of stuff from clout. Oh, okay. Uh, I got an Esquire cookbook. I got oh. a uh, razor and some nice shaving cream from the Dollar Shave Club. Uh, and Jordan, I get. A... You realize that clout has now used you to buzz market their products using your social media influence. I just did it. Because you keep on, on our sending podcast. it, keep on uh, sending it, guys. You are interneting so uh, hard. And I right got now. a McDonald's Arch card. I've gotten several McDonald's Arch cards. Uh huh. Yeah, I feel like I had a just a tiny cheeseburger from the McDonald's the other day. It was just fucking really delicious. What, what kind of what kind of dollar value are you getting on one of these Arch cards? This is, uh, if you get five bucks. Five bucks. What, so, yeah. What do you what do you get from what do you get for five bucks from McDonald's? Yeah, uh, cheeseburger, small fries, iced tea. You get a, one of those sweet teas. No, no, no. Too standard. That, yeah, that sweet teas. Just I can't handle sweet tea. Too, yeah, too sweet. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like, but if you get one of those McDonald's burgers hot, it can be kind of a treat, but if it has been out more than five minutes, then it becomes like, you know, eating a weird plastic. (laughs) (laughs) Weird plastic. You know, that's funny. I was at Jack in the Box the other day. Mm -hmm. I ordered a burger and they just gave me that thing that comes off from underneath the cap of a gallon of milk. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? That pull strip. And I ate it. Yeah, I asked for a barbecue sauce. They charged me a quarter. <laughs> um, I ate it, but I don't know what I got out of it, you know, nutritionally. Sure. Uh, let's take another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse. Uh, I don't know if this is appropriate for your podcast or not. <laughs> it probably isn't. By the way, I'm uh, Diego, calling from uh, Utrecht in the Netherlands. Wait, pause this. Pause this, Brian. Thank pause you, guys. This. This is a man named Diego calling from Utrecht. <laughs> Wait, hey, since when did we become popular in the consular corps? <laughs> hey, Diego, how about have an accent that sounds like where you're from, right? <laughs> Come on. What are you, some kind of immigrant? Can I say, I was hanging out the other day. I went to the Dodgers game the other day with Humphrey Carr, mm-hmm. a past Jordan Jesse Go guest, a British uh, comedian, Humphrey Carr, baseball fan for mm-hmm. some reason. And... Uh, Humphrey did a Dutch guy accent, uh-huh. which I didn't know was a kind of accent that people could do. Yeah. But I guess England is much closer to 
the Netherlands than uh, the United States mm-hmm. is. You just run into a lot more Dutch. And it was amazing. He just dropped into a Dutch guy voice <laughs> with a lot of like K's or Did something. Did you recognize it as a Dutch guy voice? Immediately. Hmm. I huh. was like, what are you, Dutch? Yeah. You know what I mean? Who are you, Anne Frank? <laughs> Famous. Yeah. I should mention that he also Dutch. said he hoped the Nazis didn't discover him in yeah, his... Yeah, that might have been the tip ...under off. the floor <laughs> mm-hmm. hiding place. Anyway. Okay. Go back to the beginning of Diego's call and let's play it again. We salute you, Diego. Jesse, uh, I don't know if this is appropriate for your podcast or not. Brian, get ready to bleep this. By the way, I'm uh, Diego calling from uh, Utrecht in the Netherlands. I just wanted to thank you guys for your podcast and for the entire Max Fun Network. My girlfriend uh, of two and a half years dumping me about three weeks ago and my dad uh, passing away this morning. It's really helped me through some uh, rough spots. I don't know if you guys were aware of that, but I figure it, uh, it merits a thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Thank Brian, you, Diego. Brian, would you go back and uh, remove the stuff where we kind of <laughs> in front of him a little bit? Um, kind of feeling bad about that now. That was like the most uh, sincere. I feel like I've dropped a baby <laughs> at this point. I dropped a baby in Utrecht. Yeah. You really, we really dropped so the baby sweet. on that one. Yeah. Wow. Um, this poor man. <laughs> there was so much emotion in this room. Jeez. I was ready to... I was ready to excoriate him yeah. for the long pauses at the beginning of his call. In fact, it turns out he's gathered this, this kind man he's is gathering, overwhelmed with emotion. He's gathering his emotions oh, so boy. he can graciously tell us that our dick jokes have made a difference in his life. <laughs> I thought he was building to the grossest thing ever. Yeah. When he said, when he said the, I don't know if this is appropriate or not. I just mm. got fucked in the ass with a pickle. <laughs> yeah, right. Or, yeah, it's the, it's the Netherlands, so it's, he, he participated in some weird shit porn or something. <laughs> that could have been. It also involved a pickle. Oh, wow. Diego. Oh, that's, I'm very sorry about yeah, those absolutely. horrible losses. Those you know, sometimes we do, we do get emails like this from mm-hmm. time to time, and, and um, it's very – it's – it's very sincerely touching when when people sure. say something. You know, I I, I it's given me a real a, a real understanding of um how much good natured the value of good natured nonsense in the face of pain and adversity. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I you know it's 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 easy to regard this as uh, stupid, which it is. Granted. Uh, but yeah. I, and I, I think th- we can stipulate to it being <laughs> sure, stupid. Sure. <laughs> Unless you have an objection. Uh, but yeah, and I think it is that – it is that. I feel like when I am going through a tough time, it is like silly light stuff that is more helpful to me. I mean I've never been one of those you know guys who deals with a bad time like, by like turning on the cure or something like that. Uh, yeah, I've always been baffled by those people. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't understand why you would want to encourage yourself to think about the thing that's yeah. bothering you. Just but, stand in the swirling wasteland. Yeah, right, exactly. We that run, is my favorite Cure album, though. <laughs> <laughs> we run from our emotions. Sure, exactly. <laughs> Flee. Uh, but yeah, it is. It is. It is nice to have something kind of that's that's that you can count on as being kind of ridiculous and fun. Uh, in those times, for sure. Yeah. So th- our condolences, of course, Diego. But sure. Thank you for thank you for taking the time to do that. Yeah. 
Um, probably a good <clears throat> next step would be to send us some weird Dutch candy. Yeah. Dutch Poss- pickles. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, we'll take Dutch pickles. Sure. Possibly something – I'm going to guess Dutch candy is primarily <clears throat> decorated with – Donald Duck. Uh, <laughs> I'd say 50% 50% Donald Duck, 50% circa 1930s pictures of African natives. Sure. Yeah, with like a bone through their nose. Sure. I don't know a lot about Dutch culture. Oh, send us some weed, dude. Yeah, we want to blaze. That's fine. Don't send us yeah, weed. We don't You'll really. probably go to jail. There's plenty, we'll probably go to jail. There's plenty of weed here also. It is, yeah, it it is, is, really, it is really, really hard to get weed, so... <laughs> Please mail it to us. Natasha actually w- was offered some weed on the way here. I think so. I we think, think. I think. I walked by. I was in MacArthur Park because I had a little extra time to mm-hmm. kill. And uh, I walked by a Latino man. And I think he said mota. And we mm. think that means weed. Pretty, I'm pretty sure mota means weed. But it just, might have been a reference to uh, former baseball player Manny Mota. Yeah. Or he might have been saying he wanted to motorboat me. He <laughs> so much out. And that's his familiar nickname yeah. for the But he couldn't, like, you know, his, th- his grass, yeah. he didn't have great English. So he's like, a motor <laughs> goes in water. Yeah. My uh, Your... Hispanic guy voice is worse than <laughs> no, my it's... Nicolas Cage voice. Your Hispanic guy voice is actually a Czech guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm from. Prague of Spain. (laughs) I want to put my face on your ocean vessel. You know, powered by gas. We have good time. Yeah, we have good time. I put my face in your your gas vessel. Hmm. Water conveyance. What? (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Natasha Muse, easier said than done. I've had a great time on this program. I'm crashing right now. Mm-hmm. I want to make that clear. Yeah, your gratitude levels are are diving. Can I say, mm. someone posted, we had this discussion about service merchandise on the program, mm-hmm. which is a store where you would buy things out of a catalog, then they'd go in the back and get it for you. And I alluded to... The fact that there was one at 16th and Mission when I was growing up. And 10,000 people emailed me to say that it's called service merchandise or consumers something or other mm-hmm. or best, I think, is the one huh. that they have in Canada and the UK. Um, but one person posted on the forums, yeah, that closed around 1990. It was back behind the BART station. And that young lady that posted in the forums, it was her first ever forum post. And I just wanted her to know that that meant a lot to me, that she knew it was back behind the BART station. <laughs> that specific part, because it was. It was back behind where, the BART station. Where the Walgreens is now? Yeah. She, fucking Natasha knows. Yeah. Sure. Natasha's no stone jug. Back by where the, back by where the Walgreens is. <laughs> You had to go down a chute. I don't know. It didn't have the same. The Walgreens has an entrance that's on, that's almost on Mission Street there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you walked past that entrance back further back mm-hmm. towards the – basically towards parallel to the end of the BART station plaza, mm-hmm. that's where your entrance was, huh. as I recall. So you just would go in there and, and then just talk to the clerk and then you they just would talk just – Just talk to the clerk. Give me a 2922. 
That's one of those uh, digital watches that uh, transforms into a little robot. <laughs> oh, that's so adorable. Another thing that I may have dreamed, but I don't think I could. No, I had that one of those. Like that sounds like that exists. Okay. That's yeah, an yeah. 80s thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Excellent. Well, we've sorted all this out. Good. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of insights. We've talked about New Hampshire. New Hampshire? We talked, yeah, yeah. Yeah, New tell Hampshire. Me one, tell me even... one great fun thing about New Hampshire that people who aren't from New Hampshire wouldn't know. Uh, uh, a lot of it's the, Actually, it's like the whitest state by, mm. uh, by capita. That does sound fun. Is that but, fun? Yeah. I love whites. Uh, They're great. It's a, it's a good place to leave. <laughs> Feels nice to leave. They say live free or die, but the third option is just to maybe leave. <laughs> I would say there's two good things about New Hampshire. Yeah. You can leave it. Yeah. And get yourself a nice farmhouse. You can. Uh, Robert Frost. Yeah. He's sure. got that farm there. One of my favorites. Yeah. I actually literally went down the, the road less traveled. Okay. Behind his farm. Can I tell you guys something? Hmm. I love poems and poetry. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm nuts for poems and poetry. I can't get enough. See, I just like poems. <laughs> you don't like things that are poetic. Yeah. No. From the ecstatic verses of Maya Angelou mm-hmm. to the doggerel verse of Calvin Trillin. I love creative uses of language. W.B. Yeats, William Butler Yeats, <laughs> probably wrote some poems. Sure. I'm out of poets. <laughs> That's basically all there is, right? Yeah. William Carlos Williams? Yeah. It's one, two. Um, WCW? Do you think the WCW Dante. was named after William <laughs> Carlos Williams? The, what's the, oh, the... And then they changed over to World, World Championship Wrestling. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean... <laughs> I yeah, think William Carlos Williams wrestled with Vince a lot McMahon of, uh, or whatever. Just one day he was eating this really fucking good plum. Sure. And he's yeah. like, I've got it. The name for my wrestling league. <laughs> and he's like, guys, we're calling it WCW. Re- reverse engineer that shit. <laughs> That's why the famous uh, heel in the WCW was the country doctor. Yeah. Absolutely. He was the original heel. <laughs> you know, for guys... They don't know anything about poetry. We, we got we we worked up a really good chunk on William yeah. Carlos Williams here. <laughs> sure, I am. I'm workshopping that. I'm gonna. It's gonna be part of my Comedy Central special. Jordan, little did you know that your English degree would go directly to use in your career in the sure. entertainment industry. You also wrote that book about Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Shakespeare, history's greatest fraud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, history's greatest frog. <laughs> it's a book for kids. <laughs> Uh, 206-984-4FUN is our telephone number JJGO at MaximumFun.org is our email address We're on Twitter I'm at Jesse Thorne Jordan is at At Jordan Jordan underscore underscore Morris People can catch Natasha once a month in San Francisco, right? Yeah, I've got I my mean, own talk show. More than once a month, but, yeah. but with her own show yeah. once a month in San I've Francisco. I've got a, my own live talk show. I've got a sidekick. I've got a guy that oh, has cool. signs that say applause and, <laughs> you know, laughter. Uh, Is that for, for the benefit of the recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we have comedians on, and then I interview them afterwards, and we do, like, funny sketches and weird bits. I rip off Carson. Uh, Wait, from, you do this? Do you do a Swami bit? Yeah. I do. I do Psychic Natasha. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cool. Yeah, because you know I'm uh, psychic and gay, so that makes me homeopathic. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I do that bit. Rip, yeah, we have you, a great time. You, do you also rip off Carson's emotional distance? Uh-huh. His trademark emotional <laughs> distance. Yeah. His impenetrable uh-huh. air yeah. of Midwestern. Yeah. Uh, uh, Calmness. Mm-hmm. I'll be divorcing my wife soon, mm-hmm. so that'll be fun. Moving then, out uh, to a ranch. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say that I got with Dom DeLuise. <laughs> <laughs> 
You got a fax, Burt Reynolds mm-hmm. fax back and forth with David Letterman. <laughs> sure. I study magic. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to bring on famous charlatans and expose them. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's cut the whole thing down. This sounds like a great show. Where can people find it? Uh, it's on the second Sunday of every month at the Actors Theater, and that's in San Francisco. You just go to my website, natashamuse.com. Now, if people don't, out. let's say people don't live in San Francisco, but they do live in within driving distance of San Francisco, Richmond. Mm-hmm. Concord, mm-hmm. Milpitas, right? Oakland, Oakland, um, San Mateo, mm-hmm. Colma. You think this is worth worth the trip? Let's yeah, let's say yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 sure. I think it is. Actually, you know what? When what you the get, fuck are you doing? When you're, you're leaving fucking Milpitas, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? When you're leaving, you'll be telling yourself, eh, "That was worth it." <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't believe it right away, you'll just keep saying that yeah. until you don't feel like you wasted a night. Think, yeah, but we have a good time. Think about it, Concord, California. Here's your choices. Yeah, you go. You go to San Francisco, the Actors Theater. You go see Natasha's show. Mm-hmm. Alternately. What do you do? Hang out at the BART station? <laughs> what the fuck is there? Yeah. I agree. I think Play you should Play soccer do that too. in the cul-de-sac? Yeah. Sure. Get your ass to San Francisco. Go to the Actors yeah, Theater. We have some fun. Go see we Natasha's show. What's it called? A Funny Night for Comedy? Yeah. Funny Night for Comedy Actors Theater. Once a month. Let's do this. <laughs> if you don't oh, do this. Oh, boy. Oh, the crash hit him hard. Give you oh, boy, now you're getting mad. I'm going to see you getting ungrateful. You're just slumping. Getting mean. I own two. The innovation is gone. I own two <laughs> metal softball bats. Mm. Oh, boy. I yeah. will give you a fucking pounding. Wow. You're, I will come Brian, to Milpitas. Brian, all wow. of this. I will come to Milpitas, California. I don't know bleep how the I'll thing get about there. Rubs too. Some kind of commuter rail. I'll fucking pound you. I'm going to start with your lower back, then crack the back of your head till your brain, brain spill out on the skull. Get some Dr. Peppers in here. Mm-hmm. Get a tab. Till your brain spill out on the skull. <laughs> then I'm going to poke your <laughs> brains with the handle of the back. You're going to be like, ow, ow. Ooh, boy. Ow, ow. You can still feel it. You're not dead yet. Are you going to make them uh, eat their own brains? Yeah, I am. I'm going to lift their chin up and down. I don't think Natasha wants her show affiliated with this borderline hate crime. No, Everybody's forgotten what this is about. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to tase them to juice them back up. Oh, boy. I carry a taser. You're allowed to bring that on the commuter rail. You're not allowed to bring. You're allowed to bring softball bats. You're allowed to bring tasers. You're not allowed to bring a firearm. Firearm would be too quick and easy for somebody that missed this opportunity. Oh, sure. You want them to suffer. What the fuck are you doing? Now, granted, if you're in Sunnyvale, mm-hmm. you know, get some fuck. Sure. Go to Rooster Tea Feathers. You're going to go That's to Rooster Tea Feathers and see yeah. our friend Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. Who's there every six months for some reason. <laughs> oh, because he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because the people in Milpitas, yeah. people in Sunnyvale appreciate him. He's... Rooster Tea Feathers, cock-a-doodle-doo. He always is funny. You ever played a Rooster Tea Feathers? I have. Yeah. Natasha knows about Rooster Tea Feathers. I do. Which is a real comedy club. It totally is. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> I say, next time Pardo's there, you're hosting. I'm yes. going to make it happen. Please. Rooster Tea Feathers, cockadoodle. Yeah, tell Heather. I'll, I'll get Heather on the line. <laughs> <laughs> tell her that whole bat thing. <laughs> that nerve, that bat, yeah. that bat thing. Yeah, it's a heavy metal bat. Hi, I'm public radio host Jesse Thorne. <laughs> Is this Heather from Rooster Tea Feathers? <laughs> I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> you're cruising for a bruising. <laughs> Sunny D on the boards. Hey, visit MaximumFun.org. Subscribe to a new podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give another show a shot. Yeah. You're getting tired of this one. You know who's it's on? It's run its course. Oh, We're no. in a rut. You know who's on Bullseye this week? Hmm. 
Mel fucking Brooks. Check it out. Wow. I met and interviewed Mel Brooks. That's not a reason for you to give Bullseye a shot. How about this? The other interview is about a guy named Father Yode <laughs> who ran a cool, a cool cult that had a psychedelic rock band in the early 70s in Los Angeles. Oh, cool. I want to go see that movie. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Uh, he, he, well, I won't tell you how it ends. Is that okay. Jesus yeah, the Superstar? It is, yes. Yeah. It's actually it's actually uh, the the nom de rock of Andrew Lloyd Webber, <laughs> nom de cult. <laughs> that would be great if Andrew Lloyd Webber had his own cool theatrical cult in the it early seventies. Cool. Oh, that would be fun. I like those seventies cults. Those are funny. There was the no. best cults. Oh, really, all, it was the yeah, golden age. They of all cults. died Definitely. out. I guess to some extent, the Middle Ages were probably the golden age of cults because sure. then people mm. really. Yeah. Were Murdered. susceptible <laughs> but because was, of the cults. Yeah, there was but, that one about two thousand years ago that started. Yeah, that one is that, that one's really pretty solid. good cult. Yeah. Really good one. Um, but I I do wear this bracelet that says WWFYD for what would Father Yod do? Mm. <laughs> Father Yod, can I give you a couple of factoids about Father Yod before well, we close this thing out? Okay. These are Will things, it ruin the movie. These aren't going to ruin the movie. Okay. These are at the top. These are before mm. he became Father mm-hmm. Yod. He shot down 13 Japanese airplanes in World War II. Good. Uh, got a distinguished service mm-hmm. honor, a silver star or something. I can't remember which one he got. <clears throat> uh, killed two men in two separate incidents with judo chops. Pretty good. He judo chopped people to death you on think, two occasions. What so of, he, was what he deadlier of... than L. Ron Hubbard? Notably deadlier. Okay. What kind of rub do you use in those chops? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's it for this week's program. <laughs> uh, Natasha Muse has been our guest, and a delight, and a delight indeed. We'll let her get back to her in-laws. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. We'll be back next time. Thanks for doing it. On Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.